0: hello and welcome back to the fourth podcast of off the water brought to you by the national governing body our Way of scotland as always we aim to give a voice to scottish boating community bring together all aspects of getting afloat and you know what enjoying being together on the scottish waters
1: for those who missed our other podcasts my name is nikki Stewart, and i'm hosting alongside jack mitchell the podcast is produced by mark turner and coordinated by claire caffrey Who's both supporting us to make this happen? We want to bring people together across the country from different areas of our sport and activities, from small dinghies to super yachts through to canal boating and windsurfing. We are super excited that Robin Nicol is amongst the guests joining us this week. And usually, our podcasts are about 30 minutes long, but we want to make this one a little bit longer as we feel the topic's super important and we've got some really exciting guests. Just as a very quick disclaimer, the thoughts in this podcast are of our own and our guests. If you've got any comments or complaints, please drop us an email to podcast at uk, and the details for this are in the episode bio
0: so what's coming up in this podcast today we are talking all things mental health this week um, and we have some fantastic conversations with uh sports scotland and sam h we're going to be looking at the why is boating great to improve our mental health so nikki what you know, a bit of reflection what have we enjoyed about making this podcast this week you
1: know what i really really enjoyed my conversation with robert from sam h he's such an interesting guy he's got so much energy and the passion for what he does just comes through and i could have just sat there and chatted to him all day so i i really 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 love that interview and i'm really keen to see what we can do to kind of build that relationship um with the two organizations as well because i think that there's some really exciting projects that would be great to be involved with how about you
0: yeah, yeah, no. I, I was just going to say about about Sam H and Robert, Robin, and I. are Lucky enough to sort of work with them over the changing lives um, sort of process, and and you know, it's really insightful some of the things that they're doing. Yeah, really excited to hear that hear that uh, conversation. Joe, I've I've had the same. I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, our conversation with Pam and bringing Robin in. Uh, around the change us approach is something that I feel quite passionate about and, and we've done a lot of work over the last sort of 12 months through the champions programs towards it so that conversation was just reliving some of the things that we've done and, and yeah su- super excited to to share that with with everybody so we've had a bit of an exciting weekend coming up the 30th of May we had the RYA's spring club national final um and we had the royal northern and Clyde yacht club represented at the national final and uh, we've got a wee interview with our winner in uh in the championships so taking home some some uh some national pride and the gold medal uh we've got a wee chat with with uh, alistair Ireland, who uh brought it home for us
1: brilliant that's great fantastic
0: so following on from the great engagement we've had over the sort of VR platform virtual racer and regatta platform um, this week's topic is very much around uh, mental health and how boating can and have a positive effect in in our mental uh, well-being and and I suppose Nikki you caught up with Robert Nesbitt from uh, SAMH which is the Scottish Association of Mental Health
1: Yeah, um, he's an amazing guy, and it's a fantastic charity that do a huge amount. Um, So it was a great conversation and looking forward to sharing it with everyone. Here it is here. Hi, Robert. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us uh, today with our discussion about mental health. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and about Sam H?
2: I can. Thanks very much for inviting us along here today, Nikki. It's great to be here. Uh, So SAMH are a national charity, we've been going since 1923, so we will be soon celebrating our 100th year connecting and promoting the importance of mental health and wellbeing across Scotland. Uh, We're a charity that does four particular things. We have community-based services and support people in the community. We're a charity and we raise money in order to uh, champion and respond to the needs of mental health across our communities. Uh, we also have national programs, one of them being sport and physical activity because we recognize the real benefits that sport and physical activity can play in our lives around our mental health and well-being. and that's primor- uh, predominantly where my work is to actually develop key messages to develop services and sports along with my colleagues in SamH. That really showcases that and brings front and centre. The sport and physical activity is not just for our mental health, but we um, not just for our physical health, but we all have mental health and the importance of promoting it. And that's really, really important. But one of the other things that, that we do as an organisation is we're a campaigning organisation. So we're, we campaign for the rights of individuals. We work very closely with governments, the UK government and particularly the Scottish government, Uh, around mental health so that we can make sure the rights of individuals are front and centre of the work that we do. So as as leads for sport and physical activity, uh, one of the really important things is to look at developing both at strategic level and an operational level. Uh, the activities. So I work very closely. We have a partnership with Sports Scotland. We engage with a whole variety of the sport and physical activity community out there. And my role is very much to push the agenda of of the impact that sport and physical activity can have on our mental health. A big part of what I do, it's also about developing services that can showcase that. Uh, One of the key aspects of what we do around Scotland's mental health charter for sport and physical activity is around the barriers that people can face to engage in physical living sports. So I work with a lot of the physical and sports community to look at those barriers and look what sports organisations like uh, yourselves that can start to see and open up those, those opportunities for individuals and really take uh, consideration of those barriers and how we can break them.
1: What would you say are some of the biggest
2: barriers? I think often some of the biggest barriers are things around how people feel, you know, what, what, are, what is it going to be like, how welcome um, is the environment that I'm getting into, how understanding is that environment to my mental health and the issues around it. Uh, stigma and discrimination still play a part in how people feel um, and how people feel they're, they're going to be treated. Uh, so so often these can be some of the barriers that, that that are there sometimes it can be things like cost as well people feel that they may not be able to connect to particular sports or experience them because they think the costs uh, are going to be high but actually what what I've seen right across communities, has been the the look at a whole variety of offers that they have that makes it affordable for people to engage with um, or get involved in those particular sports. So we so often we have to kind of break down those barriers and create those opportunities so that people can take part in them.
1: It can be quite difficult to get the right messaging out about that as well. And I think that's something we can definitely improve on is getting that messaging out there, talking Talking to people, getting the benefits, or trying to overcome these barriers, but being very open about overcoming the barriers. So, I guess through this podcast, um, we've been really keen to take the opportunity to raise awareness and understanding of mental health. Um, But we're also quite keen to understand a little bit more about why an activity like sailing or boating can be beneficial for your mental health, especially as our sport it's it's a wide spectrum activity I guess it's not just sport it's it's activities part of our community don't even like the term sport it can be adrenaline filled and fast paced leaving people kind of short breath and and really emotionally and physically exhausted or it can be very sedate and laid back and not too physically taxing and I guess we hear from everyone that it's of benefit from the whole whole spectrum is beneficial but why is that the case how does how can a sport with such kind of differences be so i,
2: I think there's there's a number of things about that and um, we we all come to so let let me actually take the point that you make about something being called a sport you know we talk about physical activity we talk about sport there are different ways that people come to that physical activity or that particular sport. It's what works for them. So that's that's really, really important. What's, what's great about the work that, that you guys have been doing is that there are different levels that you can connect to it with. There are different ways that you can engage in it. For some people, it will be uh, the tranquility and just being out in the open, getting out in the fresh air, and the real benefit of that and taking that time to be in that moment. For For others, it will be about the much more sport element and the competition element and being really involved in all those stages that that does that, that actually um, builds that adrenaline for them. But it's also a sense of achievement and a real sense of purpose that's behind it. So we do know that those different aspects actually have a real impact, a real uh, positive impact on our mental health and wellbeing to the point that it can uh, affect our mood. It can improve our sleeping, it can improve our self-esteem, our confidence. So so even within that one, if you look at the different certificates that people can do to learn about sailing at different levels, that's all about learning new skills. That's all about achievement. That's all about actually getting to a place where you feel actually I'm doing something that's 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 really important here, and my confidence are growing. So all these kind of areas. self-esteem, our self-worth, are really building on. So, So these are the reasons that actually impact on our mental health and well-being. What's really important as well, that when we talk about mental health, that we're recognizing that we all have mental health. It's not about whether you have an illness or not. So being involved in different things can affect us in all different ways. And the more that we get involved in activities, and the more that we recognize that being involved in those type of activities, have these effects, the more that we're then able to be aware of how we're looking after our mental health and wellbeing. And that's really important. And we all have our part to play. So the same as within your governing body, you have a part to play that can support people to look after their mental health and wellbeing at all levels.
1: Yeah, definitely. I can I can relate to that from even my own kind of relationship with sailing and boating. There's sometimes, actually, I just want to sit back and relax and go for a nice gentle sail, not have to think about anything too much, nothing too taxing. And then other times actually, that's not what I need. That's not what I want. I want to go out, go a lot faster, go out when it's windy, when it's a little bit dangerous, uh, go and take part in racing. And I think it's probably a lot, about listening to yourself and trying to work out what it is that you want I and mean, what you need to.
2: Absolutely, because it's it's ultimately about when you get involved in something and it, whatever that activity brings to you and how it makes you feel. Recently, um, just last year, was was out in a boat uh, with my two daughters, and it was a beautiful sunny day, and we were we were out in this boat and we were we were doing a tour, and we had the the chap that was that was taking us on this tour in the boat. It was just fantastic because we suddenly were out on the lock. We were being told about things round about, so we were learning new things. But we were completely in that moment, and it felt very, it felt very quiet. It slowed us down, you know. We were we were there in that time and place, and that really was what we needed at that particular point. Other times, people we want to be in in that race, using that adrenaline, building that adrenaline that that works up that actually makes someone feel a particular way. So all these things are important, but it has to be what do you what is important to you, and how do you come to that, that that's that's really, really relevant when we talk about those things?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely and it it's so hard at the moment not being able to get out on the water and and, and be out there. Um, what is the impact that these restrictions are having on people's mental health there's
2: there's There's a, there's a number of things, obviously. Uh, with the restrictions, we've had to adapt to change, and change can often be really difficult for people. Uh, so for some people, and and I'll share an experience recently. For me, about four or five weeks into uh, lockdown, I felt really flat. You know, I felt my mood was 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 low. Now I don't, I am um, I've not someone who has had a mental health issue, but I was so aware of my mood. And, and how I felt and so I was aware that it felt kind of I was closed in. you know I'm working in my own home so I'm not connected to people that i'm that I'm there so some of those social connections were were distant for me that physical distance so it can affect us in all different ways. but one of the things that was really important even when I felt that that it was my wife who who said Are you okay and I started to say no I'm just feeling this way. And I made a point to tell people that. And what was really encouraging for me was that by saying it out loud, the amount of people that come back and said, I felt that. All right. So it, it can affect our mood and it can it can have an impact. And not being connected to some of the sports that you love, that you're used to, so getting out there and being part of that, uh, can, really, can really have an impact where you feel that flatness come in. But actually, it's really important, the fact that we're talking about it, that we're communicating with each other. And what's important is that we also start to say, well, what can I do right now? I might not be able to do the things that that I am able, that I used to be able to do each week and so forth, but there are other things that we can do, so I need to adapt. So I'm spending a lot of time going out, walking with my dog, I have a 10-month puppy. So uh, I go out, I walk, and I'm doing those kind of things. I I want to be doing other things. But actually, it's really important that I reconnect to those those kind of areas to look after my well-being as well. So so those are the reality of the situation that that, that we're
3: in.
1: Definitely. I think I guess along a similar line, I noticed on your Twitter feed that you talk a lot about walk and talk sessions. Yeah. It sounded really interesting. Can you tell us a bit more about that?
2: So walk and talk came about. We have a partnership with uh, Sports Scotland, and I had been engaging with some work around their their young people sports panel. Some fantastic young people there that are full of energy that actually have been so committed to saying mental health is so important to us. So uh, during Mental Health Week, the young people sports panel uh, launched walk and talk. And what what we're trying to do is whilst we have this physical distance that you can uh, join in, in our We Are Here campaign, so We Are Here, which is basically about galvanizing sports committees. So I'm going to encourage your community, I'm going to encourage you as a governing body to take part of that. But actually, what we wanted to do was to get people to agree to connect. Whilst you can't um, be in the same place together, you can actually take some time out, arrange a time together, you know, you phone each other, and you just have a conversation. You walk, so you're taking part in physical activity, you are talking, and we've got three questions that we ask you to ask each other. How you doing? How's your week been? And what physical activity have you been doing during this time? The whole purpose of this is, is to make connections, to be able to listen to each other, and actually just spend that bit of time for those two people in that conversation. So across your community, uh, I would encourage, you, encourage you everybody to do it. And, and Nikki, if you want to do a walk and talk, I will gladly do one with you.
1: That sounds uh, perfect. I'm going to take you up on that offer.
2: I, I'm more than happy to do that. But if you go on to Sports Scotland, have got the information there. It's really simple, uh, but it's really effective. Uh, you know, so take it. And even if even if you want to do the walk and talk with somebody that's in your household, those questions there. Do it. Because it's always that we can look after our mental health and well-being. And as I've said, we all have mental health. Let's look after it.
1: I guess following on from that, have you got any other tips for listeners about looking after themselves at the moment?
2: Uh, we as an organisation, um, we're very proactive around it. So we created, we've got a coronavirus and mental health hub. So I would encourage you to look at it. Maybe, you know, you can create the link, you can put it on your website and so forth. But there's some really good information in there and there's some really good links. Within that, there's some really important tips. So, for for example, um, things like routine and structure is really important. It's very easy um, to think, well, this has all changed. I don't need to stick to a routine. I don't need to uh, stick to a structure. But we actually know that when you have a routine and you have a structure there, it actually is very good for our mental health. So that's one of the tips that's there. Go in and, go in and look at that. It's, it is about being active, so physical activity, getting out and uh, taking part in physical activity, but not just taking part in it, recognizing that it's good for your mental health and well-being. For me, going out taking notice, you know, I'm, I was, it just struck me that when we started off, the trees were bare almost, and now we've got these really full trees. So I'm, it's things like that, and just being aware of it, we know that fresh air and being out there is, is so important. So I would really encourage you go and look at our, our hub there. There's some really good links. And my colleagues and comms have done a fantastic job um, around that. So please go check it out.
1: <laughs> we'll put the link to that in the episode bio as well. So it's just really simple for everyone to click on and go through. Um, but some really re- useful information there. So I would urge everyone to do the same. Is there anything that either you've started doing or you've heard or seen being done during this kind of over the last couple of months that you think is really positive and you hope that's going to continue?
2: But actually, do you know the thing that I think is is we need to take a bit of a step back and look at? Is just look at the different ways that our communities right across the country. Right across the sport and government bodies, right across the physical I and mean, sports community, uh, across uh, mental health, across uh, the the charity that I work for, that we've actually all came together, and we've we've continually thought about what what's the need there, and and what do we do to actually connect. Uh, so so I think communities have really stepped up to the mark and said how do we how do we support each other, how can we get involved. I mean, I think it's wonderful some of the challenges that are out there. Uh, I think you, you know, you mentioned walk and talk. Um, I've been really fortunate to be. I've done a number of walk and talks with some of the the young people's panel, and I'm so encouraged with their enthusiasm and their honesty about what what's it been like. But also the fact that people are reaching out to say, what can we do to help? So, so I, I take I take a lot of encouragement from that. And, and that hope that that brings from that optimism that, that comes. Um, I think it is wonderful the challenges that, that, that are out there. But actually one of the things that's that's been really, really important for me is the five ways to better wellbeing. well-being. So, so and again you can see it on our website. I, I really live and breathe this and it's basically five things that we can do to look after our wellbeing. So how we connect, you know the way that we take notice, So the example that we were talking about earlier about the reason that people love that tranquility sometimes of being on the boat is that they're just in that moment. They're in that moment taking notice of that moment for themselves. So me going out and about, learning new things. So there's tons of different things. People are learning a whole variety of different things out there. That's really, really um, important. But also the way that we give back. I think is, is, is another really important thing. And when I look at communities right across, people are uh, getting together, people are looking after each other, people are checking base uh, with each other and saying, what might you need? You know, you were talking earlier on about meeting somebody that you don't really know, but you you meet them in the walk and you say hello. Mm-hmm. Actually, that that's really important because that's us giving time to each other just to check base. So there's a whole variety of different things. So I would encourage people go look at the the five ways to wellbeing and think about how you can involve them in your life and do things around them. It'll make it, it'll make a big difference.
1: Yeah, I think there's been a lot of reflection going on the last couple of weeks in that sense, that community and reflecting about the community and interacting. And I hope that we continue to reflect and hope that we take what we've learned during this time as well and continue to keep some of that momentum particularly around that community side I think that that's really really important.
2: If if we if we do not learn from this situation if we don't take the opportunity to take a step back and reflect then we are really going to miss a huge opportunity this this is the time where for me one of the really important things is That this is a real time where sport and physical activity can make a huge difference to our mental health and well-being. And we have to keep encouraging that. It's important that we don't just go through what we're going through and being there for each other. And then suddenly that gets lost or what we learn from that, that gets lost. So that's really, really important. Uh, So I couldn't agree more with that.
1: Great, fantastic. Um, Thank you very much for taking this time to have a conversation and joining our discussion. I've really enjoyed it, and I'm 100% going to take you up on that walk and talk uh, invitation. I think that sounds great.
2: Thanks very much. Thanks for taking the time, and uh, it's great to be here. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Continuing the conversation about the impact of sport on our mental health and really understanding the why it's so important to us, Robin and Jack caught up with Pam Deer from Sport Scotland to talk about the changing lives program and look at it in a bit more detail
0: so we are really excited here to be joined by a good friend, a colleague, and a passionate windsurfer uh, Robin Nickel he's been working closely with us within with uh, this podcast uh, and especially around with the changing lives uh, through sports champions program and we are really excited for him to be joined uh, joining this podcast with us robin how you doing
4: yeah hi jack thanks very much for the intro um it's uh, it's very exciting to finally be here uh it's been uh a few weeks in the making trying to get me on the podcast but uh yeah i'm very excited to uh, be part of the team
0: Robin is uh, sort of the West RDO or Regional Development Officer um, uh, working out on the west coast of Scotland uh, servicing clubs, training centres uh, and members and working on some really exciting projects. And hopefully over the, the sort of next uh, couple of weeks, he will share some of his projects uh, with us. But uh, Robin will be addition to the hosting team uh, and you'll be seeing him taking on some really cracking interviews and hot topics. So yeah. the next conversation uh, one is a really exciting one for us. Uh, It's going to be talking about all about changing life's approach to to sport and something that Rob and I have been really a part of over the last sort of 12 to sort of 16 months. Uh, And we're really excited about it. More importantly, we are joined today by Pam Dewar. She is a partnership manager for Sport Scotland and the lead for changing lives. Hi, Pam. How are you?
5: I'm good. Thank you very much for the introduction. Um, It's great to be involved here with the RYA session. Um, I'm fortunate enough to lead on the Changing Lives Through Sport and Physical Activity work at Sport Scotland. Um, An amazing and exciting piece of work to really look at the power that sport has to not only get people involved and participate, but to change people's lives and to change the lives of communities across Scotland. Uh, So thanks for having me.
4: Thank you for coming. Perfect. Thank you. So Pam, great to have you here. Um, can you share what the Changing Lives approach is all about?
5: Yeah, um, so the Changing Life's approach is very much about the, the use of sport and physical activity um, intentionally, not only to achieve participation within sport, um, but to meet the needs of individuals and the communities across Scotland. Um, We know that there's evidence that shows that being active um, has wider impact, Um, so whether that be around mental health and well-being, whether that be around wider skills development, community cohesion, um, and we know that sport can be a gateway to these outcomes. So changing lives is really about us looking at the sports sector and, and trying to think of it in a slightly different way. Um, and what we're needing to do is to, to build a little bit of intentionality into how we develop and deliver a sport. So potentially, you know, reviewing what our vision is, you know, why do we do what we do as a sector? We're very much of a people sector. So what are the needs of our people and what are the needs of our communities? And, and really trying to align what our why is with the work that we actually do. And so there's a lot of uh, a lot of new thinking the past couple of years, this piece of work has really taken off um, and it's allowed us to really just have some really open conversations to reflect and to challenge one another to figure out what does this mean for sport as a wider sector and also individual sports and individual clubs. Um, And it's been a really exciting journey and there's been some amazing conversations, you know, that working with with Robin and Jack has been absolutely fantastic over the past year.
4: Thanks very much for that. It's, uh, yeah, we, we've loved being part of the programme. It's, uh, it's certainly a highlighted a key area within our part of uh, sport, which uh, gives us an opportunity to, as you say, use uh, sports to intentionally make a difference within communities.
0: This intentionality, Pam, is it, is it anything uh, new and revolutionary or is it sort of always been there in the, in the background?
5: Yeah, I mean, changing lives has had different terms in the past. Some people would call it sport for change. Some would call it sport for development. Essentially, what we're trying to do is look at not only just achieving sporting outcomes, which sport is is fantastic at doing, but really to look at how can we achieve social outcomes at the same time? And what do we need to do? How do we need to build in that thinking? And um, because we know that this doesn't happen automatically, we're not going to change people's lives just by doing uh, what we've maybe always done in the past. So how do we just tweak a few things in our approach um, to be able to achieve those social outcomes as well. So I would say it's not new and probably the the focus on it um, has just ramped up a little bit Um, and we've got some amazing examples across Scotland of work that's been done to change life and there'll be ones existing within the the, the boating community I'm sure Um, and it's really just about working with organisations to help them um, acknowledge a changing life's approach is is useful Um, you know sport lives within a a wider ecosystem. We don't exist in a silo. We live in a in a society where there are wider challenges in life, where mental health issues exist, where um, there's there's issues around inclusion, um, equality of access, attainment issues, um, and sport has a, a as a role and a role to play in in looking at that and contributing towards that, as well as just enjoying our sport. You know, participation sake is absolutely fine but we do have a a role and we have potential to really change people's lives just by making a few changes to what we do.
4: Wow, that's powerful stuff Pam. Um, One of the things that uh, really has caught Jack and I's attention with the Changing Lives approach has been the the focus on the language. Um, Whilst we've been involved uh, in doing a sort of Changing Lives philosophy um, since we began uh, as Regional Development Officers. the, the Champions Programme really gave us a, a focus in the language, uh, which helped with the intentionality of, of trying to deliver and encourage our clubs to get to that. Do you see that as being a, a big focus of, of the sort of programme uh, in terms of giving people clarity over what this is?
5: Yeah, I think there's probably some something around the language, but I think it's also just the opportunity to actually talk this through. Um, I think. Looking at social outcomes has always been a nice to do. And I think people have thought it as an as an extra, you know, just taking another step um, and actually just spending time to to explore how we can build this into what we already do just by making some small changes. I think that opportunity is uh, certainly in the champions program. You know, there's 38 champions across multiple sports in our local authority areas in Scotland. And the, the, the time that we've all spent together has been time to discuss that and to explore it, to reflect on it and to understand what it means for us. And I think that's been hugely important. I think that the biggest thing for me is is the the term "understanding your why." you know if we if we really start talking about why why do people um want to want to go sailing, and um, why is boating important? um the sport in the past has always come first. that's what jumps to, to mind. however. I think at the, at the at the the root of it, people might start thinking actually, do you know what? It's about connecting with other people, whether that be family, whether that be friends, or it's about my mental well-being. Um, and I think spending the time um, thinking that through has been hugely important for sport.
0: So Pam, that we mentioned the Changing Lives uh, Champions program. That's something that Rob and I have been part of and thoroughly enjoy and and really really connected with it um could you could you maybe just share I suppose what is it and and you know why did you feel that that you know that the champions program is important
5: um so the the program started um about a year ago now actually um in kind of uh, I think it was June uh, 2019 um we wanted to develop a program that would provide professional staff um, across the sport and sector with an opportunity to learn more about changing lives. Um, as a relatively new concept um, in itself, um, really trying to understand it can be quite hard for people. Um, so we have spent eight days together as a group, um, really exploring what does changing lives mean? What does it mean for me? What does it mean for my organisation? So RYA Scotland, what, what does that mean? Um, and what does it mean for my clubs and the leaders within my clubs? Um, And and the conversations have been amazing. We've really challenged each other. Um, We've had to think outside the box. We've had to think in a slightly different way, but that has been a really good thing. Some of the conversations have been uncomfortable because it's been new and it's been about change and sometimes change is hard. But I think that has really led many of the champions to to take on some fantastic conversations with their clubs um, and to start some amazing work or to, to support amazing work that's already happening. And just make it better. And, you know, and working with with Robin and Jack's been absolutely fantastic. And some of the conversations that we've had um, to look at how we can support um, all the clubs and community organisations across the boating world has been brilliant. And they've highlighted some of the good work that's already happening. Um, so really, the Champions Programme has been about enabling uh, and supporting a, a community of professional staff in sport to go out and support clubs and community organisations within their world. The power of a sport is huge, and the potential that we can we can can have to to change our communities for the better and to work with individuals to meet their needs.
4: Yeah, it's been a very powerful uh, period to be involved with the programme. Um, it certainly challenged a lot of our thinking, whilst we were definitely on the, the same train of thought. Uh, We we went very, very deep into a lot of concepts uh, and challenged our own thinking, as well as many of the others on the programme. Jack and I are both very enthused by the philosophy behind changing lives, and it is a a challenge to bring it into some organisations. And in some cases, uh, a lot of our initiatives that uh, clubs are taking up are very, very keen to uh, engage with this philosophy. Uh, Just, uh, you know, uh, from your point of view uh, one of the key messages that I certainly took away from uh, being part of the Champions Programme It's not for everybody, you know, so not everybody has to engage in this way I'm just curious to know, is that that something that Sports Scotland and yourself are really keen on that, you know You you pick it up as and when it it fits your philosophy as a club?
5: Yeah, yeah, I think it's something that we want people to understand But we also need to acknowledge that this isn't for everyone. I think uh, for it to work best we need to have individuals within an organization that are passionate about their community, as well as the organization having a strong vision and agreeing that vision and working collectively. Um, and that's not only about them working as an organization by themselves, it's about them looking out within their community and understanding who else is there and who they can work alongside within partnerships. So um, there's definitely some areas where it, it's gonna work or it's gonna be more easy for organizations to adopt this type of an approach. Um, and we understand that sport for sports sakes and, and clubs focusing on performance or sport for sport's sake is absolutely fine and that's a huge part of our system but we also just want to to understand that and for many organizations that that participation that taking part in sport is a gateway to other outcomes and actually they are they are a focus for that organization because they understand the needs of their community
4: another quick question is uh, how can this change in thinking help us as we come out of this lockdown um, you know, and finding the the why to the activities, is there something deeper, especially in this uh, you know, pandemic stage that the change in life format is gonna or potentially could make a, an impact on the communities that uh, the club sit within?
5: Yeah, if we think about um the changes at, at individual level or at societal level at the moment um and the impact of the pandemic, we have a lot of people facing huge isolation issues, mental health and well-being is is being challenged. Um Obesity rates might change. Um, On the converse, we may have people that are more physically active that haven't been physically active before. Um, And I think sport has an opportunity here to really understand what those changing needs are and to try and understand how they can respond to those needs. Um, We've had some examples of clubs who are already doing that during the pandemic and during lockdown. So many clubs just, you know, the rackets and the sticks and whatever were put down and they, they turned their hand to, you know, delivering shopping to the elderly or picking up prescriptions many of them looked at virtual um online online sessions um so that they could still engage their participants which is really important during the pandemic that connect that clubs and community organizations have given in the past has been challenged and um, but many clubs have been absolutely amazing at continuing that social connect but it's just online um, and as we come out of the lockdown and go through the phases um I think what clubs and community organisations need to look at is how they meet the changing needs of our, of our, our members and our communities. So with mental health and well-being at the forefront what do they need to do to redesign some of their activities to make sure that when their members come back they feel confident to come back and um, they have the opportunity to connect with teammates and friends and family that potentially they've not had that opportunity to have over recent months um, so what can they do in their club and community activities that will meet those needs um, i think what we also have to be very aware of is from an inclusion perspective um, that there may be further barriers we know that sport hasn't always been accessible to everyone um and i think unfortunately the pandemic might exacerbate that situation so how do we really look at that inclusion agenda and make sure that those who really actually need to benefit from being part of a club or a community organisation um how can we ac- how can we get get out to them how can we share our messaging and get them involved i think that's going to be massively important over the months to come i think sport has a hu- has a huge role if we think about the the mental health and well-being the five ways to well-being sport contributes to all five of them hugely and I think clubs and community organizations do it even even more so Um, and for me the real key role that they can play is around that connect bringing people back together getting them socialized again Um, you know I know I've got two children that are heavily involved in sport one, when they go back to sport, will be all over everyone else, and the other will be absolutely terrified about going into a group situation. How do we create opportunities that are going to embrace all those children and adults um, and get them involved again, feeling comfortable, feeling confident, um, and, and, and you know, keeping that lifelong love for their sport? It's my turn to grill Robin and Jack a little bit around the, the Changing Lives approach. I guess from my perspective, what I'm interested to know is. Um, your experience of the the past year um in the champions program exploring changing lives and what it might mean from a a sailing a windsurfing a, a you know kind of clubs in the wider boating community and um, what are the the say two or three things that have jumped out at you both um from that perspective if we start with jack
0: I suppose for us you know once we've um once we sort of got involved with the changing lives process you know robin and i really quickly went this is happening this we are doing this already within our uh, our sort of community there are so many amazing examples but i think the thing that probably wasn't right or wasn't uh, maybe what we thought was it wasn't being focused on so there were some really amazing examples of where it was being focused on but they were used as sort of byproducts of of what our activity is all about and something that we quickly went we, we need to uh, change or try and help our clubs learn is is by focusing in on really what the outcome is 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 of of the activities and of our sport and and we, you know we 've got some really amazing examples. The one that really came to mind um, is really is Port Eager water sports uh, in our community you know pretty much most people will know of Port Eager water sports and back in the past at edinburgh leisure and and really as the commercial training provider for the sector in the east of scotland you know providing um training courses providing qualifications and really that place that you go and you spend some money you go and learn how to sail you get your power certificate and then you go away again and it wasn't until we started to unpick and learn more about the running of that organization and actually we realized it's a social enterprise it's an organization set up to deliver positive change within the community they are a community interest company and actually this commercial element to their their business is really to supplement and help out that social enterprise change, community change that they're after. It was a massive eye opener and something that we feel so passionate and, and proud of that one of our uh, sort of largest commercial training centers is actually really focused on having a community effect and that you know and i'm working with them over the last 12 months we're we've been really insightful how they're changing their language how they're looking at the future how they're looking at the impact they want wanting to have and and one of the they did a bit of data and research and so chief instructor manager went and did some local community research and and it really astounded me the outcome of this. They went and asked school kids what does their community look like, draw a picture of what their community looks like, and the picture came back of the fourth railway bridge, which if you don't know Port Gris is it by the fourth bridges, it came back as school, came back as people, and then interestingly it had a few other things, it had Tesco's, it had McDonald's, it had you know food outlets like that, that were like wow that's, they deemed those things as really key stakeholders of their community but physical activity port edgar itself as you know sailing wasn't a part of their local community and yet south queen Port Edgar is known for that it's one of the largest marinas in the east of scotland there's a lot of sailing activity on the fourth etc cetera, etc cetera. and that really opened up to wow what you know really opened up to what Port Edgar Water Sports wanted to do, which have a positive effect on those young people and really show what's on the doorstep and how they could, you know, engage but benefit from activity out in the water. And that, it's really great to see that that thinking is coming through and our sport hasn't got to change much, you know, it's, it's delivering these outcomes already, we're just really focusing on changing the intention.
5: I think community engagement was a huge focus of the Champions Programme and it and is something that I think sport needs to dial up a little bit more and um, really understanding what our community's needs are um, and then being responsive enough to actually try and meet those needs and community mapping alongside that, understanding who else is in your community that you can work alongside to do that. And for some people, it's as simple as the local school. That's a really exciting example to have shared there, Jack. Robin, what, what were your kind of your kind of highlights, I suppose, from the Champions um, Programme?
4: It's been a journey, so the last 12 months have given me a real understanding of who I am, what my motivations are, um, allowed me to understand exactly why I believe what I believe now, Uh, and in actual fact for the last seven years, uh, being a Regional Development Officer um, with RYA Scotland, um, having previously been a coach and delivering lots of coaching and Delivering sport just really for sport and outcomes. But in actual fact, there was a much deeper um, element to it for me, which was about um, the impact that sport was having. But I hadn't actually married up the two until I did a, a, the Champions Programme. And in that Champions Programme, I really started to see what opportunities we had within the sport of sailing, boating, windsurfing, whatever terminology you want to use for what Harway Scotland covers. But effectively, we, we're in a very unique position. We all know the health benefits, we all know the physical benefits of, of being outdoor activity, but on, being on the water really makes a big difference. And I I thrive for being on the water. I I mean this whole lockdown session we're in at the moment, I find it very difficult. I'm landlocked, um I'm can't travel anywhere to find a bit of water, it's very difficult. And that for me in the last few months has really hit home just how much of an impact it does have on me. I know that if I don't get water time, I really really struggle mentally. So for for me, the, the, the Champions Programme is an opportunity, really, for our sector to really buy into something which is about community engagement, which is about having a wider impact on the, the community that the clubs sit within. Um, you know, I'm working on several projects at the moment which are really diving into this in a big way. Campbelltown, uh, Strenrar, these are projects which are very much uh, the focus uh, of, of trying to change uh, and, and have an impact on the communities that they sit within. Working with community partners has been a big part of this. Now, we've always talked about engaging with your community, uh, really trying to delve deep into who's there. In uh, some places, it's worked really, really well. We've, we've, we've gained massive ground. In other places, it's not quite gained traction, because it tends to be that maybe people don't quite understand, well, why? I only want to go sailing. I only want to just go and do my thing, and that's absolutely fine. But ultimately, the, we, we've got an opportunity to play a bigger role within the community. Having that understanding of what everybody does and how they can do that would be would be perfect.
5: I think I think it is a very personal process to go through, and I think all the champions found that you know really testing what your values are, why you're involved in sport, and whether that be as a professional staff member, whether that be as a club leader, a volunteer, a coach. I know that myself is a, a rugby coach, I'm also involved in a, a physical activity organisation. It's really challenged me to understand why I'm doing that role. And actually, as a coach, the technical and tactical stuff is secondary. For me, it's about developing you know, resilient young children who can contribute to society, who can work well together as a team, who are happy and who are healthy. And it was a really, it's a really, really important process to go through is to challenge your own why and to be able to have conversations off the back of that with other people within your club and community organisation. Can I, can I just ask one more question from a, from an organisational perspective? What is the Changing Life Work meant for RYA Scotland?
4: Yeah, very good question, Pam. Um, as we, Jack and I have gone through the process, obviously we fed back to the organisation. There is a lot of questions uh, from the team around, well, how does this work? What, what do you mean we have to in- intentionally use sport to impact communities? We just want to you know, deliver coaching or deliver performance or actually just get people on the water. So there's a learning process for the organisation as well as us. Uh, And that's been one of the key parts, and really diving into conversations with our our colleagues um, and really trying to pick apart in the same way that you did with us around what is it that actually we're trying to achieve here.
0: One of the things that it's really allowed us to do is open up the conversation with our colleagues, with our board, uh, you know, with our managers around what impact is our sport having wider than participation wider than progressing through potentially performance uh, programs or instructor and coach programs and really allowed us to look a bit deeper at the impact that we can have and maybe should have in the future Um, you know one of the conversations was around employment well you know a lot of what our or way that our sport is set up is that we have commercial training centers that we that clubs employ instructors and coaches that we have many other employment opportunities that go with our sport because our governing body doesn't just look after sailing it's windsurfing it's powerboating canal boating etc cetera, etc cetera. and actually ju- if we just focused on one area that of impact for example employment you know, we're having a huge contribute contribution towards the sector in Scotland, across the UK and across the world. And I think what this change in us has done for us right now is allowed us to start looking at that impact. Hopefully, what it will do in the future is our strategy will really reflect those wider impacts, those positive changes, and that people-centred approach um, in the future. That is something that Robin and I really sort of you know, pushing for and working towards, and I suppose that, that how does that affect some of the work that we're doing right now? well we're trying to evidence that, we're trying to find and really broaden the conversation about changing lives now, so that we can learn how is it happening in Scotland, and then bring in that why that you mentioned at the start, Pat around the intentionality and really support people changing or adapting their why's, you know, adapting their visions to really um, embrace you know the intentionality of sport and what it can deliver so so that's that's for me hopefully what we're going to see out of it
5: yeah, and I think I think that's reflective of, of many other national governing bodies of sport in Scotland that are looking into the changing lives work. Athletics are doing some amazing work. Basketball's doing some amazing work. So really just looking at strategically what that means and and um, and embedding that into everyday practice. So that actually in the future where we're not even talking about changing lives as a concept, it's just what we do. And it's just what sports, sports, sports role is, you know, taking part in sport and, and achieving all those extra outcomes that will help us have a, a happier, healthier, more connected
0: nation um i suppose i've got a, a question to to sort of link from that pam if that's right to sort of bring us to the end of our conversation and really is that just to draw on what you just said there about the long-term effect effect you know that we hopefully won't be calling it changing lives so it would just be what we do so so really what is that long-term vision with this you know what do we want to achieve from this you know in 10 20 years time
5: so, as the national agency for sport we we have a, a strategy called Sport for Life, and embedded into that, we have a system that um, everyone who who's involved in sport works towards um, a world class sporting system and ultimately, what we 're wanting is people taking part at all levels from you know grassroots up through to performance level, but also to achieve all those wider outcomes that that, that are going to benefit the individuals and communities. Um, If we live by the the approaches that that are within our system, so being inclusive, being person-centered, understanding the person in front of you um, and actually delivering based on their needs, being collaborative, Working with partners that potentially we might not even think about working with but actually if we lift our heads up and look out into our communities the skill sets and the experience and the resource that we can bring into sport could be huge Um, and if we can be responsive so if sports can actually look at the needs of communities and understand how to respond to them um, to engage maybe new audiences or to keep our current audiences engaged if we can live by those approaches the, the impact that we can have across our communities is absolutely huge um, and ultimately what we're looking for is sport to contribute up the strategic and policy level to a kind of act of Scotland which then contributes to a national level and um, the national performance framework so really looking at impacting on health outcomes poverty outcomes education outcomes and, and making the making Scotland a a healthier, a more connected, a more inclusive nation. Um, I think sport sport can't work in a silo. We are part of a bigger ecosystem. We are part of a bigger world um, and sport, sport potentially will be questioned at the moment with the pandemic and with the, all the issues that we're having and the challenges and the, the, the resource challenges that we're potentially going to face. But sport in parallel has such power to be able to impact on our communities um, and such potential. And I think if we can jump on that just now, Um, I think um, in in 10, 20 years' time, sport will be a core contributor, it will be a huge part of everyone's life and a core contributor to us being a a better nation.
0: Um, So thank you for your time today. I really appreciate you coming to uh, hang out with us and, and have a sort of conversation.
5: Brilliant. it's been a pleasure working with you both and um, thanks for all the energy and enthusiasm that you've put into all the conversations and learning and i'm pretty sure that all the clubs and community organizations and um, that you work with are really going to benefit from that
0: so it's great great to chat to pam when I mean, we've been working uh, with pam and the change makers partnership for a while now and, and that conversation really just you know brings back to life what you know what we what we've been doing in you know, sort of 18 months So over the last couple of weeks, there has been uh, lots of VR racing going on and we have some fantastic news. We have Alistair Ireland from the Royal Northern and Clyde Yacht Club, who on the 30th represented Scotland and not only represented, but came home with a gold medal and won. So we're really chuffed to have a couple of minutes with Alistair just to hear about his VR experience and and really what he's been up to. and, And he's obviously his big win. So yeah, congratulations! Thanks for, thanks for joining, Alistair.
3: Thanks for having me on, Jack.
0: Um, so, how have you found the the experience of being in, the, in a national final uh, in on the VR?
3: Yeah, I mean, it was it was great lining up on the start line five times against uh, the other nine club winners, uh, region winners. Uh, competition was pretty tough, and uh, the commentators did a good job of asking you questions right when it was. Um, approaching the start time or you were coming in close to a winward mark
0: brilliant and um and so what was the sort of highlight
3: I mean the highlight was probably going into that that final race um the guy that was winning it was on two wins already and there's there's two discards so it was kind of a winner takes all final final race and off the line I saw that the the, the current leader had a penalty and he was scuffling with a guy that I was on joint points with so I knew at that point, um, once I got clear up that first beat, that it was going to be just get around the race course, don't hit any marks. So I was uh, I was grinning ear to ear for pretty much most of that final race, really able to enjoy it.
0: Oh, amazing. So now I know you, you know, fairly well now, you're quite a competitive person and, and that clearly that competitive edge came out and, And you were able to sort of almost reflect what you would have on the water, but but in a national
3: file on a computer. Yeah, and it it was on such a glorious day for actually being out on the water as well. Uh, It made me think, God, I can't wait. I can't wait to actually be out on the water racing against these guys in real life again.
0: Oh amazing. Amazing. Okay. So that's, I want you to just reflect on the, the you know, the sort of virtual gatter and the gaming. How important has that been for you during sort of this lockdown period to to connect to your you know your friends, your you know, your other sort of sailors and, and competitors?
3: Yeah, I think I think the game has done an amazing job of building a little community around it. And me and my friends have been playing it maybe since November just for a bit of fun on Zoom calls, uh during the cold the cold winter nights or whatnot, once a week. Uh so, so we built a kind of community around Scottish virtual sailing as well. And we'd, we've been trying to run events, team racing or, or the Scottish series equivalent or whatnot. And it, it, people love it. People love getting on a call with their, their friends and doing a team race. And uh, I think it's, you know, one of the small wins out of this is we've been able to sail in some form, even though we've all been locked up.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely with you. Now, this particular podcast that that we're on is is really centred around uh, mental health, and you know, sort of how physical activity and sailing has a positive impact on on us all. And and I think certainly during this period of time, you know, we've really seen a, sh- a sort of rise in sort of virtual regatta and people really connecting to to the game. It's great to hear. And thank you for heading down and t- bringing home the gold for Scotland. What would you know, being uh, the national champion? What would your recommendations? be uh, to anybody looking to to sort of either get into vr or even just improve on vr
3: i mean the first thing is there's there's no harm in downloading it to your to your phone or getting up on your computer it's completely free the the game itself is pretty good at helping walk you through and uh, the, the kind of way it works i've been doing some racing on the with the royal northern and tuesday evenings and there's a whole spectrum of people playing it people uh, you certainly wouldn't have pictured three months ago sitting down in front of a computer doing virtual sailing. Turns out, you know, most, most sailors in the UK that are kind of sociable or whatnot are playing it at the moment. So you've probably got a lot of your friends playing it, get on, get on a Zoom call with them, have a bit of fun.
0: Magic question here. Do you think VR will help your sailing when we get back afloat?
3: I think uh, from from a tactical point of view, it's actually pretty good in terms of, you know, managing risk and leverage on the fleet. In terms of, uh, I can only hope that I'll sail as good as I play VR in (laughs) real life, (laughs) but uh, yeah, I think like most people, I'm looking forward to taking all the skills that I've picked up on VR onto the real water, hopefully really soon. Good
0: luck with uh, what you've got next coming up, and hopefully we'll see you on the water very soon. Thanks very much,
3: Jack. Thanks. Appreciate
0: it. Thank you very much for listening to our podcast Off The Water, we really do enjoy making these podcasts. We look forward to having these discussions with you about changing how you may approach going afloat and what are you going to do to keep yourself safe.
1: We welcome your feedback and ideas for future Off The Water episodes. Please hit the subscribe button, follow us, give us a like or leave a review. We want to make sure that the topics we cover are relevant so please get in touch with your thoughts on future content. Remember to keep a note of our website and across our social media channels where all the latest news and updates are available to help get us ready to get back out on the water safely and successfully in the future. Thanks for listening.